Blog Talk Radio. You've been on my mind. I grow under every day. Lose myself in time. Just thinking of your face. God only knows why it takes me. The only one that I want I don't know why I'm scared I've been here before Every feeling, every word I've imagined it all You never know If you never try To forget your past And simply be mine Dare you to let me be The one and only In the game, now we got that that thing clear. Kanye West is the name. Southside up in here. Y'all stole the soul. Y'all awesome clones. Y'all need to change our tone. I control the door. Mother close the door. Like the weed and let the doja blow. Why you keep balling, no girl? You ain't been around before. Why my chain rosy go? Why my wrist be low zero? How the hell I know be low? Why them girls say you don't mean no? No means no, just as sure as green means go. Green means paper dream team caper. We see haters like shorty on a 16. Y'all finna see some dead people. Come through your block of air people. My people ain't scared people. Only fear God, Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Emperor sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Emperor sent you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for showtimes and days. 
as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Listen. Hey, hey, baby. It's, 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 it's going to be all. I can already feel it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to stop saying that. I, I've been saying uh, I feel it in my spirit like something is going to happen, but I'm not even playing. Like sometimes I have this neck and I don't know if it's something spiritual you know, but I can tell when somebody got something to say just by the writing on the walls of Facebook. You know, today Facebook has been one of those days. Uh, I'm on a lot of different threads, but my favorite, of course, is Facebook. And the reason why is because it reaches so many different people. You're bound to meet someone in text form or in word form that may or may not see or think or have the same experiences as you. And a lot of the times, you know, all we have to grade on is what we see. And, you know, this week has been full of that. Um, of course, we're going to talk about Rachel Dolezal tonight. We're also going to talk about Dr. Umar Johnson's scandal that's going on. And I haven't had this much commentary uh, repeated in a long time. I think the last time we had this type of uproar, or I would say uproar, I'm going to say a great level of conversation has been always with some type of scandal. And, you know, I think we just like scandal. We like when something happens that we have an opinion about, and nine out of ten times, if it involves race, sex, or religion, it is going to be a, a windfall. And today's show is no different, baby. Well, let me tell you something. I got some beautiful guests on the on the phone tonight. I already got them on the line. We're going to set up the show. We got Essex Alexander, the love man. I call you the love man, Essex, because you're always talking about love. I can just see your picture pop up, and I just start smiling like we go together or something, and I know we don't go together. <laughs> but when I, see, when I see your face, I just, I like, he's going to say something that's going to be love-driven, and I absolutely love that about you. My new Facebook friend, who is Sir William, and I guess we can call you Sir William. Um, um, I, yes. I didn't really get uh, Sir William's okay. You know, sometimes I, I give people names, and it's just what I feel like they are for me. I feel like I have a personal experience with someone, even on text. I mean, we go back and forth. We interact a whole lot. And a lot of the times, I you know, I just assume person because of what I've experienced with them and that sort of thing. Tonight we're going to talk about, let's just start off with a little bit of an introduction from you guys, and we're going to uh, try to get to as many calls as we can. The phone lines are already started, and of course, I identify people who are not guests on the show, and I'm considering Essex and William, Sir William, our guests persons on the line, but I already got my sister Lily from the Texas where it's 70-something degrees already <laughs> as, as also a guest tonight. I didn't get to add her to our flyer, but I'm always welcoming because let me tell you something. Let me tell you all this up front about me and Lily. We don't agree a lot. 
but we only get mad. And today, baby, the men got little man and big man all day today online, and I just could not get it. I said I can't get home quick enough because I want to have this conversation because I think that to expect that we're always going to agree on all terms is different, and a lot of the times they show we black women as being just confrontational. We can't get along with nothing, and then we go and cut each other, and then we start pulling each other hair out and stuff. We ain't doing it's not that. Even we that is not doing it. Thank you. It's not even that serious. But tonight we're going it's to talk about Rachel, Rachel Dolezal. Okay, for those of you who, who just haven't watched the news, haven't read an article, haven't turned on any uh, news show, haven't even looked at the CNN screen uh, or the scroll on the bottom of the screen, for you have had to not look for at least two weeks if you haven't heard already that Rachel Dolezal has now – become the new face of what they're calling. And I, I, I don't know some of these terms. I don't even know if some of these terms are actually real, whether they're 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 just what we're putting the labels on them as to now. But she is the first, I think, trans ethnic or transracial person that's come out into the forefront. Now, this is on the boot of Mr. Bruce Jenner deciding that he is now Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, if these two mm-hmm. stories have been interrelated, whether or not they're actually related, I'm not sure. But we're going to first, let's see, we're going to start with this. Rachel Dolezal is a biological uh, white woman. She's born to white parents, and uh, they say Caucasian, so I want to respectfully say that she's a Caucasian-born female who lived in a family with adoptive uh, siblings who were African American. She has admitted she actually did on an interview with Matt Lauer from M, uh, MSNBC and had a long, detailed uh, uh, expression of how she personally felt about this issue. I was glad that she did this because some of the questions that I had, people were speculating about. But this is the synopsis of the interview, and then we'll open up the floor to both William and X Six. So they can kind of weigh in on this. But he asked, just playing out, Matt Lauer is just kind of rogue uh, lately. He went on out there and said, are you black, just plainly. And she said, uh, no, are you African-American? And she said, no, I identify myself as black. And he asked what that meant. And she says that she has gone to these experiences or had these experiences, namely being the mother of black sons. She's owned that experience. And because of that, has identified herself as black or having blackness. She says at a young age, as young as five, she had a spiritual or a visceral type of instinctual connectedness to black people. And for her, it was just like the quote-unquote black is beautiful uh, experience. She says that she didn't know how to articulate it when she was younger, and she didn't have the words for it, but socially she had been conditioned to not own that knowing and to biologically identify with what other people saw her as, which was Caucasian. She also said in the interview that when she was younger she used to draw pictures of herself. She always she said she used to use the brown crayon rather than the peach crayon because that is how she saw herself. She said that she's also had experiences where she got mixed signals over the years of whether or not she was uh, truly a black person, interracial person, or uh, identified as a biracial person. And this was totally because of what the social media's 
uh, i.e., in relationship to her job as the NAACP uh, president uh, there in Spokane, they identified her by those terms, which is what we do socially. They say that you're something, and she kind of assigned herself to it. Matt Lauer just immediately, and y'all got to look at this interview. I couldn't get it to play here, but he actually asked her, did you know at the time that you were uh, not African American, and if not, then why did you allow for the representation of yourself in the media to not be corrected. And she said, visibly, if you see me, um, you would see that I'm uh, a, a white person back when I was younger, but she did not identify herself as that. And they went on and on and on about those particular instances and then brought out how her parents have just really initiated the exposure of her as being a quote-unquote fraud, that she has been living in an untruth, and that the fact is is that if she really had the will of uh, a betterment for black people, that she could have very well have done that in her white self. Now, Essex, I want to start with you. Um, okay. uh, first, a little bit about in- introducing yourself, and if you can just kind of in about five minutes, because the lines are already full, and I want to be able to allow uh, everybody to say their piece and hopefully be able to get into uh, the other conversation. Okay, so um, I'm Essex, as known as Essex J on Facebook, and um, basically I just do a lot of uh, inspirational posts and blogs, uh, mainly catered towards women, but not only to women. And um, really, I just focus on love and really just the quality of life for betterment of the community, for all the homes, and just for individuals. Um, my piece on this and where my standpoint on this is, is that we as a black society, and, and I hate to say this, but I can't generalize all of us, for the majority of us, we only want to stand up and be pro-black and be active in our community when it is a popular thing to do. For years, I grew up with a homeboy or one of the homies from the hood who was white or who was Mexican, but that was in an all-black hood. And we would always say, he's not white. He's just a a black man in a white body. Yo, the homie's not white. And we would always joke and play about that, and everybody accepted that. And that was something that was just cool because this individual was so intact with us and our community and what we go through to where you can even not tell that he was from a white family. And so then there's a lot of African-American women right now who are making comments. There's a lot of African-American men right now that are making comments about how everybody wants to be black and how everybody wants to uh, imitate us. And the reality to it is is that I think at that point we were really truthfully looking at the wrong thing. They're crucified and they're disrespected and they're, they're throwing this woman into the ground. I want to say this first, that being a white woman, In today's society, in corporate America, with her education and degree, she had an advantage of being a white woman, and that's the reality of it. She could have maintained her Caucasian side, went to corporate America, and sat back and looked at a group of friends, with a group of friends, and say, well, they're savages, or they this and that, like a lot of corporate America and racist people do. But she embraced the negativity that the black people endure. Okay, she put up with it and she took on to it to understand it. For whatever her mental or spiritual reasoning was, she went through it and she appreciated it. So a lot of people are trying to find some mischievous things that she's done in her work history, and they cannot. This woman genuinely benefited our community. And the crazy thing about it is she genuinely benefited our community better than a lot of our black people do. And and I'm going to use this percentage. This may be an over-exaggerated percentage. 
the 85% plus of the people who are disrespecting her and degrading her, I want them to sit back and I want them to ask themselves and pull out a piece of paper, what have you done for this community other than say, yeah, I'm black? See, a majority of people who get up and make all of this hoopla about what's right and what's wrong, they just want to be a part of the fight. That's like somebody that wants to jump in while somebody's getting their butt kicked. It's easy to jump in and go against the losing party, but who's going to step in and help that, that party? Who's going to step in and defend them for what's right and for what's wrong? Very few. And those are the few with integrity and those are the few with respect for people and for love and just for the existence of the race, period, the human race, period. But here we go again. So many of us that are quick to judge, we claim that we're God-fearing. We claim that we're loving people. We claim that our, that our culture and that our race accepts all and brings in and we're just loving, good-spirited people. But as soon as we get an opportunity to bash somebody, we want to bash them. And so there's a lot of sisters who's talking about, well, why does she put this kind of weaver in her hair? Let's, let's back up. A lot, of, a lot of sisters, a lot of sisters have unnatural weed in their hair that is not of their natural root or essence. They go and get their hair relaxed, go and get their hair permed to be more straight, to present themselves a certain way. That is not of their natural essence because that's what they like. We got a lot of sisters that are of a darker color that has 25, 30-inch long weave that is pure, straight blonde, Goldilocks blonde, right? Now, we know that that is not of your natural essence. We know that that's not of your natural color. But is anybody really coming out to you saying that you are trying to imitate and that you want to be of a European descendant style hair? Or what about the sisters that are using the fade creams to lighten their complexion because they don't like their darkness? Some sisters say they use it for their blemishes, and we know as a society that some sisters are using it to lighten themselves up. What about the infatuation with a red bone, somebody that's more of a mixed color or a brighter color over the darker sister? But here we go again. No one is standing up day to day talking about this. We're fascinated by it. We think it's sexy. We think it's something new. We think it's something exotic. Okay? But now mm-hmm. this is a woman is has been exposed from her parents. And so then you've got to really ask yourself as a black community, why out of all these years, and why does it matter to her parents to expose it on this level? Well, the, here's the real reason. The NAACP is supposed to be for us, for the black community, to help us. So if we break down and we expose and we throw the negativity towards the NAACP, here we go again. We just gave them something less to believe in. And us as a community, we're falling for it and we're going for it and we're talking about it's wrong and she lied for self-gain and for self-worth. Okay, let's back up and let's talk about who's really lying for self-gain and for self-worth. Now, I'm not only attacking the black people, I'm talking about all ethnic backgrounds that do this. How many sisters and brothers of all different races go and lie down there at that welfare office to get more food stamps or to get more assistance? Because they don't, really, they don't really want to let them know how much money they're paying for rent or that they really have help and that they stand with family and et cetera. Nobody's going to go down there and tell the real truth. A lot of people go down there and exaggerate too much or under-exaggerate so that way they can get the maximum amount of benefits for self-gain as possible. And I ain't just talking about black people. I'm talking about all races that do that. Or how about the people who manipulate, how about the companies and the business structures that manipulate their taxes, that manipulate their income, that manipulate things so that way they can gain. That's what self-gain. That's that save money. That's the increase, whatever it is that you're manipulating and that you're playing with numbers on. Corporate corporations do that every single day. But here we go again. Nobody is standing up. CNN is not putting it out there 
And nobody is making such a big uproar about all of this deceit and this being deceived every single day. Every day we are deceiving each other. The media deceives us point blank period every single day, like how they're doing right mm-hmm. now. Okay? And so this is so, so my last piece to this is and there's just a couple questions you really gotta ask yourself as a human being. Are you God fearing? Do you believe in, in do, do you believe that miracles happen and if you are God fearing and you believe in miracles like you preach when you want to preach because this is what happens. People are God fearing and they believe in the Bible and they believe in the word when it's beneficiary to them. They don't believe in it even when it proves them wrong. That's when they want to find justification in their argument. Okay, some of the most spiritual people, even a lot of these individuals who go to church, they're hypocritical, all right, because if you really truthfully are God-fearing, then you would acknowledge that this woman did lie about her ethnic background, but again, if this woman has embraced our culture, she has went through what some of our culture has went through. I used this example with a friend earlier. If we take a baby, a newborn baby, and we throw this newborn baby into a pack of wolves, and the wolves to embrace that child and say, okay, we're not going to kill it. We're not going to, we're going to actually raise this cub because they think it's a cub. When we come back five years from now, that child will not know English. That child will know how to write. That child will know how to hunt. That child will know how to growl. That child will know how to do certain things. Okay? So what I'm saying is that if you take a white woman or you take any other ethnic background and you put them in the family or they embrace a culture at a young age, guess what? They're not going to feel as though they are their ethnic background. Their color may say that, but their mind, their heart, and their spirit may truthfully feel as though they are connected on another level with another group of individuals. Again, I take it in a form of a compliment, not that she deceived or deceived anybody, but if this woman or if there's other races out there that is infatuated with the beauty of our people, with the color of our skin, or how beautiful our souls are, with the spirituality of what comes from us, our natural roots and our land. That's a compliment to how beautiful we really are. We are told every day that we are savages, that we're animals, and that we're ignorant, and that we're destructive, and that we'll never learn, and that we're barbaric. And so now you may have a group of individuals who are saying that's not true. They're beautiful people. They're loving people. They're warm people. They embrace me before my own people embrace me. And we have a problem with this. We well, have a some of us with do. what they say. Mm-hmm. You some know, of us but, 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 but mm-hmm. again, go ahead. we have go a ahead. problem we'll with it. William. Okay, again, we have a problem with the fact that she lied about what she is. Okay? And if that is indeed the root of this problem, then at the end of the day, how many lies have been told that no one is making this much before about? How many times have we been deceived? How many times have we been let down by our officials, by our leaders, by our Congress, by our teachers, by everybody else, but yet we don't even make that big of a deal? But now because this is a white woman, and here we go again, we're looking at color. I say this all the time. If our Lord returned today and you sit up here and look him in his eyes and tell him, because she's white, it's feel like she's wrong, and a white person shouldn't be saying this. First of all, you're passing judgment, you're wrong. Second of all, I can never say what our Lord would do, but my opinion, my feeling is he would not be pleased with your response because it's not about that. If you're truthfully a God-fearing individual, you truthfully love life, all you can do is tell this woman, listen, I'm going to pray for you. 
All right? We don't know the real reasoning. But, again, none of her intentions was destructive. This woman helped our community better than our black leaders are helping our community. And we're mad at her? That's insane to me because the people who are born black, the people who don't have a choice, the people who wake up every day, they go through what we go through. We can't change that when they want to change that. And they know what it's like to be who we are. They know what it's like. They know the struggle. They understand the heritage and the history. Guess what? I'm not going to name their names, but it's a couple of them out there that's millionaires right now off of our struggle, off of being black. But they don't give a damn about our people. But guess what? We're not out there seeing them. We're not protesting and rallying them and making noises about them. Because they're black? That's insane. To me, in my opinion, that's ignorance. We need to lay this color aside for once. Set the color aside and truthfully see that this woman had a good spirit and loving heart for our people. And that she never did nothing to hurt our people. Yes, she lied. But ask yourself how many times have you lied? Ask yourself all the things that you have done. And would you want somebody to beat you down? Or would you want to learn from your mistakes and grow and move forward? Mm-hmm. William. Sir William, would you please weigh yes, in yes. on 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 this? Go ahead. Wow, what can I say? My brother basically said it all, but I will um, mm-hmm. add something to that. Uh, first, mm-hmm. I'm gonna introduce myself. You call me William or Sir William. My name is known as William On Secure Ali on Facebook. Uh, I'm basically mm-hmm. here setting in as a panelist uh, just to discuss this matter. Um, I talk a lot about the consciousness and the unconsciousness of black people uh, as a nation. Uh, that's what I do. I support black people. Some say I'm pro-black. Um, some say I'm, you know, some might say I'm racist. Um, uh-huh. But I do want to say this about this lady. Um, uh-huh. First of all, it states here that uh, I'm going to just read a clip. It says, I am delighted that so many organizations and individuals have supported and collaborated with the Spokane NAACP under my leadership to grow this branch into one of the healthiest in the nation in five short months. In the eye of this current, current storm, I can see that a separation, excuse me, of family, uh, hold on for one second. Okay, I dropped my glasses. It says, let me give it to you. Okay, that a separation of family and organizational outcomes is the best interest of the uh, NAACP. Basically, uh, this woman is giving a speech. She has resigned. Okay, I, I want to say one more thing that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stated. He defends this woman. Is this Despite all this, you can't deny that Dolozio has proven herself a fierce and unrelenting champion for African Americans politically and culturally. Not only has she led her local chapter of the NAACP, she teaches classes related to African American culture at Eastern Washington, at Eastern Washington University and is a chairman, a chairwoman of a police uh-huh. oversight committee monitoring fairness and police activities. Bottom line, the uh-huh. black community is better off because of her efforts. Dr. King said, we should be judged by the content of our character rather than the color of our skin. 
which is what makes this cause, well, excuse me, which makes this case a difficult one. So, yes, it does matter, apparently, lying to employers um, and to the public that you are represent when the lies benefits you personally and professionally uh, is a deficit uh, in character. Okay. Okay. So now let me say this because I want to I want to go ahead and 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 make note that I do uh, feel like she has had a positive influence. I don't think that I don't think that anybody's actually had a lot of back and forth about what she has done. I think it was the capability of it, and what was uh, most uh, evident to me, or the best synopsis of this is what was written in the Washington Post about this. Jonathan Capehart actually said that this was a summation to the point of blackface, and that's what it would be considered by black people. He said this, blackface still remains a highly racist uh, event, and no matter how down you are with the cause, if you're a white person, it is still not acceptable to mimic another race of persons. And for that part of the discussion, Lily, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. I, I want to know what you as a female feel. And, and, and of course, I'm not, I, I had no idea Lily was going to be calling in early enough to be on the panel tonight. She offered uh, to be on, and I know that she has some opinion because when you call in for the show, even start and talk with me, I know that you have something to say. And I, and I want to evenly say that the Empire, and I think you heard it in the promo, is not here to convict anyone uh-huh. to turn away from what you believe. It is just actually mm-hmm. to convict you to listen to what someone else has to say and possibly learn something. What do you have to say, Lily? All right, for starters, um, Mr. Alexander, I want to say I really admire your work, and I do follow you and everything. Thank you. And I real and I really like the positive messages that you are putting out there that are geared towards women to open their eyes in the community and to understand our value as women. Um, <clears throat> now, in this whole scenario that we have going on, I see nothing wrong with with what um, Rachel has done. Okay, yes, she mm-hmm. has portrayed herself for a little over 10 years, you know, give or take, as an African-American woman. And in my personal opinion, if she has done such a good job to be promoted to the rank of president of her chapter, then that says a lot. A lot. You know, that says a lot. And it will put this out there. And I'm quite sure that will anger a few people in about what I said or what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. That shows that someone of another nationality feels so strongly about our woes and our problems that they fight harder for what it is that needs to be done for us than we do. That's sad. And that's what I said. I agree with you. So, so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> The only time that we will actually pause for the cause is if it's a fashionable thing to do. Exactly. The okay. fashionable thing well, to do. Exactly. Let me do this. And I got a couple so, of people already 
blowing me up on email, and this is how we're going to do this. We're going to go ahead and open up the lines rather than take a little commercial okay. break. We're going to go ahead and open up the lines because we got an hour and 30 minutes to keep going. And the thing is, yes, is I want you to know that I identify guys, I identify, uh, identify you by the last four digits of your phone number. If you have a question, just introduce yourself. Uh, and pose your question to each one of our guests. Again, we have Essex Alexander, who's our first first person who spoke, Sir William, and then Lady Lily uh, out of Texas. And, of course, if you don't have anything particular to say and just want to say that you're enjoying the conversation or, or what have you, uh, just do that as well. 7476, you're on the air, and can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. The you have a question for one of our um, what was his his name was Mr. Alexandra, you say at the first one? Yes, Alexandra. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I agree one hundred percent with you. But I have a question for everybody. Do you know who invented rice? Who invented rice? That's a good question. Uh, yes, okay. do you all know it's who invented a... rice? Because if I mm-hmm. I mean I let me go spiritual for a second. If you read in the Bible, you don't see anything that says black, white, Caucasian, Mexicans, uh, Filipinos, whatever. But do you, do you, you know. all know who invented rights? No. Do you, I, just know, I just know of the first 12 tribes. That's what I know of. I know of the original 12 tribes, and the original 12 tribes broke down what we consider the different nationalities or the original nationalities of the world today. You had the tribe of Judah, which was the Negro tribe. And then you had the, the native tribe. Then you had the Spaniard tribe. You even had the Caucasian, which was called something else, their tribe. That's what I know of, but not specifically as race, no. Yeah, because I, 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 I kind of reached out to do my research on it, and it was scientists who drafted charts of mental capacities and ranked them by color and ethnic mm-hmm. organs. So um, that's that's something to think about. Uh, and I, to me personally, I feel that this lady, if something, if something took place with her as a child, she had some type of experience as a child being around the adopted siblings. And the reason I say that is because my five-year-old, with, um, my 23-year-old, I'm sorry, when he was about five years old and was in a predominantly white school, he came, we went through this phase with him wanting to be like one of the little white boys that was in his class. Okay, I didn't know how to address that, and I, but I wanted to see this little boy, and I, and I couldn't get out of my son. Why do you want to be like him? Why do you not want your hair to be curly? Why do you want it to be straight like this little boy? And he went on like that for a while. I really didn't know how to handle it, but his teacher uh, pulled him aside and told him that she spends hours in the tanning bed and in the sun just to look like him. So, it, and it eventually, as he got older, it kind of went away. I mean, I've never said anything to him about it to this day, but, you know, I, I, I just, I don't, I couldn't figure out what brought that about. We have black what, what? people that go to school around white people. Um, they listen to white people music. Um, they talk like white people. And, and when we, we all say, oh, it, it's just, 
easy for us to say, oh, she thinks she's white or she tries to be white. But when this white woman come about who's very educated comes of, and, and, and tries to per, portray herself as being a black woman, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. It makes me feel good. What's all the exactly. hype about? Exactly. What is all the well, hype say, about? Let me, let me say this right quick. I agree with what you're saying. So what I'm what I'm about to say is not that I disagree with you, but I just I just think that we have to make something a little clear. There is no white or black way of talking. There is a proper way of talking and there is a improper way of talking. Exactly. There is no white exactly. there is no white or black music because when I go into my iTunes, I got from Green Day to Metallica to Linkin Park to Dr. Dre to Lil right. Lucy. I even got Beethoven. Okay, so right. I got Beethoven. So it's just about an appreciation of the artist. And so here we go with the mental conditioning of our society. You like what you like, and you don't be afraid to admit what you like. Mm-hmm. If I have to say, well, I can only bump my boosty around my homeboys and around my black friends, then that means that I'm not strong enough to be independent. And then I'm going to let some more people talk. I want to say one more thing. Also, mm-hmm. I want to take this a little bit to the left, but this is just something I want to put out there. How many of us in society has heard this? I was born gay. There was something about me. I knew this when I was three and four or five years old. Spiritually, I knew that I was attracted to the same sex. And as a, as a, as a society, it has become so popular, and we have accepted it, and we haven't made this big uproar about it, all of these TV shows, et cetera, because these, some of these individuals who have chosen to come out says, listen, I knew this since I was a baby that this is how I was and this is what I like. So if this woman is telling us that something spiritually touched her and made her feel more connected to our heritage than her own heritage, again, if we are God-fearing and loving people, who are we to judge? Okay, she didn't do anything malicious. She didn't do anything negative. She did it for the better of our people, and I think that we should appreciate that. I can appreciate, and this is the Empress, I can appreciate everything that everybody has actually said, but I just want to, and I'm not even playing devil's advocate, I want to make it, make sure that we're not actually smoothing over some of the things that are just absolutely the truth. Uh, and And when she mentioned talking white or, you know, her son having that, actually my daughter, uh, and didn't realize she was uh, black until until she was like in the fourth grade, which was this past year. She really didn't, you know, she understood that people look different and we do identify things by what we see. We do characterize and we do group uh, people and things and situations, maybe unfairly, but actually we do. I mean, to ignore that fact is when, I mean, we've had the show before where people say, oh, I just absolutely see gray, and I think you even mentioned it in your video today. I went on and on back and forth with one of your uh, uh, followers today with that very idea because there are some things, there are absolutely some things that have a strong characteristic of a certain culture that is just the truth of it. That is just the truth of it. It is. It Uh, is, but does it make it right, though? No, it's not even I don't think about being right or wrong. I just want the – I think a lot of the people, and I may be speaking for someone, and if they want to – 
speak this themselves, uh, we are not saying that it's right or wrong, but to act as if this is not an identification and a characteristic that is obviously something that she's taking on. I mean, Matt Lauer actually asked her point blank, have you been doing something to make your skin darker? Have you been telling people that you're African-American? I mean, she even associated herself with a man who she calls dad and 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 totally discounted that her real father was even living. Now, those parts of the conversations are not great. Those parts of the conversation are not uh, separatist. That's just a lie. It's just a I got, lie. I got a I mean, question and, and for we, you. What do you think her parents okay. did? This is this is my question to somebody else. What do you think her parents did? If they were the perfect parents, if they were this great family, what do you think her parents did to make this woman want to disassociate herself from her siblings? And then another question about her parents, because my mom is, I think my mom is actually listening to the show right now. If I did this mm-hmm. to my mom 10 years ago, my mom saw that I was an elite individual in this world, in this society today. The only reason why my mom would ever come out as if her parents did was for personal gain, the very thing that they're complaining about, okay? Why do I need to let the world know? And my mom said this, why do I need to let the world know that you're not shit to me? Excuse my language. Ethics, I know that you're not nothing to me. I know that you're not doing this. So what we have to understand is is that who put together this, I'm going to call it agenda, to expose her, mm-hmm. to help her parents get this recognition, to make it go global. Because right now her parents are going to get book deals, they're going to get movie offers, they're going to get interview mm-hmm. offers, and they're going to gain off of everything that this woman has built, everything that this woman has did for our community and our society. They're going to play victim, and they're going to gain because of something that they probably did or something. Because like mm-hmm. she said, her folks neglected the fact that she embraced another culture and tried to force her into what she wanted to. That means that they were what? Somewhat racist. Okay? And so because she rebelled against their racism because of what she felt in her heart, this is just my opinion, I feel like she rebelled against their racism because of what she felt in her heart, and she stood up for what she believed in. Now, that should get the National Courage Award, not Bruce Jenner. That should get the National Courage Award. How many people can go against what was mentally conditioned through your heritage? For you to be racist, for you not to embrace this culture, for you to follow what we tell you to follow, but you grow up to be the total opposite and enlighten, inspire, and give back to the community more than their own people do. To me, and, and, and I hate to really exaggerate this, but uh-huh. she is a hero in some people's yeah. eyes. Truthfully, she but is it, a hero in some people's eyes. This should be an eye, an eye opener. If a woman of another race, like this young lady just said on the phone, well, this, I'm, I'm sorry, I hate to call you a young lady, but like she said on the phone, <laughs> if another race embraced us better than ourselves, then there is an internal oh. problem with us. Oh. There is an internal well, problem, some, and that's when we hate to admit was, is when it's a problem with someone, ourselves. Someone was trying to chime in at that time. I think it was Sir William. Was that you? Yes. I just wanted uh, to make something clear. Because I, I used the word racist earlier. Some say I, I, I might be a racist. But I just want to define that term for you. Um, racist is only someone who loves um, their people uh, more than they love any other race. It's sort of like a peanut, a violence. Uh, someone who has perfected the craft. Um, and I'm just saying, 
I just wanted to make that clear that when you speak about being race or racist, it's just someone who loves their race better than any other race. That doesn't mean that they don't love any other race or hate all other races. It's just someone who loves their race better or more. So what do we call the negative defined HR color? What is what is the politically correct term for everybody that's listening? Does anybody know the the actual term for one race who is discriminating or discriminatory towards another race and is negative towards another race because of their race? There are some individuals that hate, well, not because of who they are, but they don't, but because you're black. I don't like you because you're black. What do we call that individual if technically we can't call them a racist or race or being racist? Is there a term well, for that? I think that the, right. I think the definition of racist is when you are feeling superior based on the cultural group that you're in over any other. When you feel a level of superiority with no merit, just based on your birthright, and that that's what I say it is. And it, I, and that's why I don't believe that when some people say, "Oh, black people can't be racist," yes, the hell they can. Yeah, they can be just as racist as white people, as Germans, as anybody else on the face of the earth, if it is a flaw in the ability to see better than yourself, you have, based on race, to me, that's what racist is. But we're going to open up some more lines because we've got people calling in. Anybody else? Lily, did you want to uh, weigh in on this before we go to the next caller? Hey, I was actually going to go ahead because I just went ahead and pulled up the de- definition or the textbook mm-hmm. definition of racist. And from what I am reading, a person who mm-hmm. believes that a particular race is superior to another, a racialist, a xenophobe, or a supremacist, mm-hmm. prejudiced mm-hmm. or bigoted, that is mm-hmm. the true definition as it is here in Webster, what a racial, mm-hmm. what a racist is. Baby, that's what I said, and I ain't even look. I ain't even look, baby, and I know my, see, I love words. I love words because I have learned to use them in a way that's particular because once you have said a thing, it sticks. Just like today when Essex uh, had his video, he videoed, and it was a beautiful video, and of course it was about love because I love love. He said (laughs) that. He, he was he was speaking about love, and in his context, he said something about a white queen. And I immediately put on brakes because I have never heard, I have I, and I haven't, I have never heard the word queen in that context. And I'm not talking about the definition that talks about royalty and birthright regarding to a crown over a real area. I'm talking about the the the, the eubonic word of queen being associated with a female, it has always been in the realm of a black woman. If it has not been in the realm of a black woman, it has been in the realm of a sissy, which is what they call uh, a female acting male or someone who is in the closet, uh, you know, not expressly homosexual. It has been used in that. And and then the regular term, of course, a queen. And I offended someone, not intentionally, but I had never heard that used by a, a heterosexual black man, for one. But I have heard um, men who exclusively date white women. And let me be clear. I have heard men who exclusively date white women and try to equate her significance as a black queen and calling her queen. 
I don't say that it's not the truth. I don't date women. I date men. So I can't tell you well, what well, that well, means, well, but I had never heard well, Mm-hmm. As, as a man, I hate to interrupt, but as a man, I have to say this. Any man that's out there listening right now, no matter what race you are dating, you have to ask yourself, what is the character of the mm-hmm. woman that you're dating, period? Mm-hmm. Because the reality of it mm-hmm. is is that when you look at my name, I'm Essex Jamil Alexander V. The very first Essex mm-hmm. was an Irish man, but you don't see no Irish in me. You can't even tell I got no I, Irish in me, but okay, the very I, first I'm Essex. With you on, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on you know, that, the very first Essex, I'm the imp- so, mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 here we go again. If a man has not been referring to other races as queens, and this is not something, this is not a terminology that's familiar, well, then log into the SXJ project because to me, every woman that is a trying woman, that is a loving woman, that is a positive woman, even those queens that are lost right now, the queens that are out there selling their ass right now, they just lost. They're not going forever. They just lost. We just got to get their mind right. But at the end of the day, guess what? They still queens their heart. We just got to get them right. So every woman on this earth that gets up every day and tries to do something, make something, somebody that needs their help with that hand, you label them as a queen. That's the only way we're going to get ourselves out of this world hole. There's so much hate. There's so much discrimination. There's so much negativity. There's so much violence to where we have not tried the one thing that's sitting in front of us every day that God blessed us with, and that's using our hearts over anything else, learn how to love. So when I refer to this woman as, listen, this white queen, I say she's a white queen for the simple fact of the service and the profound things that she's done for our society and community. She earns that right to be considered a queen regardless of her, you know, race background, her ethnic background. And just like you, you get up here every day, you make a living, you get out here, you try to vocalize these things. Love, I call you queen as well. And I'm going to call the other lady queen, and, I'm a, and, and he's a king. All of us are kings and queens well, in this world because we get up and we fight to be something every day. <laughs> and that's how I'm we should acknowledge anyway. ourselves to be better. <laughs> I'm the empress nah, anyway. I'm the empress I'm just, anyway. But I'm just I'm saying, though, and, 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 I, and I tell people this, and I even tell my little young cousins and my nephews and the kids around the block, I tell them all the time, listen, man, quit saying the B word. Just try something different for once and tell her, hey, Queen, what's up? Let's go out to dinner. Let's go to the movies or something. Just start calling her Queen and watch the demeanor of this younger sister change because she's feeling power from that word because that word holds weight. Even if you feel like somebody is not there, then you teach them that they can get there. All right? We didn't all been lost, man. Listen, I'd have been lost. I'd have been through everything in back. I'm, I'm blessed to even be on this phone speaking to you right now. But it took somebody to see something in me, for somebody to inspire me and to tell me, ethics, it's something about you. It's in you. Don't give up. And so we got to do that with everybody that's going through something. We got to do that in life, period. That should be the new word. We should use king and queen and try to eliminate everything else for once and watch the difference in people's demeanor and action. Mm-hmm. Well, let me open up the that. lines to the... Okay, let me open up the lines, and then William will come back to you, 8642, because we're getting close to the end of the hour, and we're going to relate this, too, because y'all said some things that, you know, I'm going to talk about at the end of the show. 8642, are you there, and can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Do you want to weigh in or have any questions? Yes. I just want to say, first of all, my name is Nicole Hill, and um, Sir William is my brother. He invited me tonight to to listen in. <laughs> How you doing, Nicole? I'm fine. How are you? Um, I just wanted Good. to get back a little bit on the on the topic of the lady, you know, that was pretending to be black. And I first uh-huh. wanted to say that I don't have a problem with her pretending to be black. I feel I'm flattered actually as a black woman 
that somebody from another race would want to, you know, be us or take on our characteristics. You know, I'm I'm flattered. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as the things that she has done, I agree with the other man that was speaking. She has done more for our community than a lot of black people that I know, including myself. Mm -hmm. I can even say that as a woman. I, I, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do that I, Mm -hmm. you know, haven't been capable of doing. So I applaud her. And I feel like us us as women and and black people, I think that we we as a culture, we have the most problems uniting. And, you know, I would think that more people would be excited and happy that somebody from another race, you know, is wanting to be like us. But everybody that I know has a with it. And I don't understand why, why so many people of color can't unite. I feel like it's the only race that has the most problems. The the Hispanic um, race comes together. The Caucasian race comes together. But when it comes to us as black people, we are never united. And we find that it's mental condition. So I'm just, you know, I'm enjoying the conversation. And I just wanted to say that I'm excited. And I don't have a problem with her, you know, taking on black culture. I think that's a refreshing point of view. Um, uh, thank you for calling in. I want to open up our last uh, another line. Some of the people are dropping off, and I got a lot of feedback on the line. I just opened ninety one twenty four. Are you there? And can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Can okay, you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. You can. I, I sure can. Hello? And so can everyone okay. else. Yes, we can hear you. Do you have something All right. to add my name to the conversation? Is, uh, yeah, my name is Greg, and uh, I wanted to say that uh, I don't have a problem with the young lady getting involved in our struggle. Uh, if you check your history, white people have always been uh, part of our struggle somewhere, even abolitionists years ago. So the deception, the deception part is what bothers me. Why does she feel like she had to deceive people? But as far as her wanting to be a part of the struggle and helping out, I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, that's an example for a lot of people in our community should be making that effort that are black, you know. So she understands the cause and she understands what's going on, so she got involved. But her being deceptive about who she is, you know, well, you don't have to qualify as being black in order to be a part of our cause and our struggle. You know, you just have to have the right uh, motivation. So I don't really have a problem with her per se being involved, but, you know, it's okay to be white. Be white. Yes, it it was stated that Dr. Martin Luther King said we should be judged not by the color of our skin, but by our character. It was her character that was misleading. mm -hmm. But go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to add. I want to. I want to. I want to explore it just a little bit further because I'm not trying to be anti. I promise you, I'm not. But it's it's interesting that this is a woman who has chosen to associate and almost assimilate 
Uh, I mean, a lot of black guys said they wouldn't have known the difference. Uh, I got, I just posted uh, Dion's uh, video where he was on Conan last night where he said, I knew she wasn't white. She just like a, a girl who just got back from Jamaica like they all look when they are trying to just have an experience. And I'm trying to understand exactly the level of experience you can truly have when you're incognito. When you're when you're hidden in uh, in deception, because I mean I, I can we can slice it up as much as we want to. We can give accolades where it is due, and I don't take that from her at all. But at the end of the day, you did some things and and, and made some ways of changing your appearance. And I think that was probably it, because I think in, in everything that she said on the interview, she actually did another interview with another uh, agency. It was, uh, well, actually, that one was MSNBC, and it was with another um, a female uh, re- reporter, and she just basically asked her, you know, did you try to to shade yourself in a way where people would, uh, you know, you know, take you as back. And in in all fairness to her, I don't think she put on a show of person. I think she put on a shroud of of characteristics that black people and white people would associate with being black. And it had that had nothing to do with an experience. That do I hope that's clear. She did things to her hair. She did things uh, to her skin um, that were in an effort to look something that was not in essence what she really was was what was a good person who had the heart of another people for them does anybody think that that can truly give you uh the ability to have shared in our experience lily yes yes i do yes you do lily you can yes. go ahead and okay. talk but yes i do okay all right here's the thing in her journey to do what it is that she did. She wanted to be able to relate to us as closely as possible. So why not darken herself up a little bit? So why not go ahead and emulate the texture of our hair or the nine ether curl is what what our hair is known as. Uh That's the best way for her to feel like that she can be a part of our experience. And then I want to ask you this question then since you feel that way. Do you feel that, okay, if, like, just what happened, if the heat would have turned up and the blackness was not working for her anymore, do you think she would have related or turned back into her white self? No. No, I don't. Well, that's exactly what happened. No. Well, that's exactly what happened when she sued Howard University for uh, discovering that she was not African American. She had applied for an African American scholarship, was denied the African American scholarship, took them to court because they told her she couldn't have the African American scholarship, and she did it on the terms of being discriminated against because she was a Caucasian female. So it was in her advantage to take off That's right. the blackness. No. It was in no, her no, advantage. No, 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 listen, to, listen, 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 okay. listen. They exposed okay. the fact that she was not black, so she had no other opportunity but to go to court and say, listen, I feel as though I should get this scholarship because of whatever reasons. But since you want to expose that I'm not black and you want to discriminate against me, then damn right I'm going to sue you for these reasons. So she basically chose, shows him 
Then if you want to play, then fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and play the way that you want to play. And that's what she did. I don't think that she did that for her benefit. I think that she did that as a lash back to Howard because they felt like, okay, well, we're not going to do this. But she Now, remind you, if this is a woman who spiritually felt like she was entitled to this and she emotionally mm-hmm. felt like she was entitled to this, that in her heart she felt like they discriminated against her. And since they, and since they exposed her going to court, she had to be who she really is, and that was a white woman. Since, now, let me but, say this much. In two how years. Okay, I don't understand. But, but listen, in ten years, hold on, wait a minute. Get... In ten years, in ten years of being a black individual and nobody knowing that you're white, wherever you at, you don't think that in mm-hmm. ten years this woman has been pushed back, this woman has been denied, this woman has been looked at mm-hmm. a certain way, no. things have been no. said, mm-hmm. business has not been. You don't think in ten years of being a black woman does not happen? I know black women that come out of college right now that happens in the first six months. Let me say this. You mean to tell me in 10 years you don't think that this woman experienced anything, but you really truthfully know what it's like to be black? How could she really? Because she has the opportunity to turn back into white. But she never did, though. But listen, she never did, though. Here we go again. She graduated with a Uh degree, with a level of education so high to where if things got that bad, she could have said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to just go be a white person, and I'm going to live in corporate America. But she didn't. She stuck with it. And so here we go again. My assumption and your assumption is only assumptions. But what I'm telling you is that if this woman did not fold for 10 years, and she went through something for 10 years, and she struggled and fought for our people for 10 years, for 10 years, she didn't think about this. She didn't get a raise because she was black. She didn't. She could make more money outside the NAACP with her degree. Really, she could have. Okay. Right? Do you think a black really person could have the same so, thing? Did you think listen, a black person could have there are a lot the same of black, thing? Listen, there are a lot of black women and black men that are doing things on the level that she's doing, but there's so many more that isn't. That's the reality of it. So what I'm saying is, is that this woman went through 10 years of being black and listening to the racial slurs, listening to the judgment, watching the denial process go through. And then also, because everybody around her did not know that she was a white woman, they truthfully opened up to her. See, this is what happened. If you take a white individual, a Caucasian individual, and you set them in a pool of black people, the first thing that's going to happen is you're white. You're not going to understand anyways before we open up. But then you take the same individual with the same mental capacity and you put them in the center of a black group, everybody's going to open up to them and tell them how they really feel, right? They're going to say what they really want to say and why they really want to say it. They're not going to hold their tongue. So for 10 years, this woman got to, because believe me, there's some people in the NAACP who's racist, okay, or prejudiced. So for 10 years, she heard some of the top executives say negative things, and she could have easily exposed them and said, you know what, he's racist, he's prejudiced, this was denied because of this, but she didn't. Okay, now, that's so she endured Racist and prejudice. That you okay. could have used well, prejudice. For ten years, hold on, wait a minute. For ten years, she used. For ten years, she watched prejudice. In her own, she for ten years, I know that she. In ten years at the NAACP, I know that she's seen a prejudiced individual in that organization speak negatively about another race for whatever reason. I know for a fact she did. Okay, and so, so in that ten years, she could have exposed them. And said, in ten years, she could have exposed them, but she didn't. She could have used that for her personal gain, or she could have sent off a little letter and had somebody else expose him and acting like it wasn't her, but she didn't. She endured it, she listened to it, and she moved forward without judgment and still helped our people, knowing that she was a white woman underneath. 
So, yeah, she truthfully learned the experience of a black female in them 10 years. I'm not saying that she grew up with it from birth, but I believe she connected on the level higher than what most Caucasian individuals would have ever been able to because nobody knew. So they gave it to her wrong because nobody knew. They're so, just like an undercover cop. You put him in prison and nobody knows he's a cop. They're going to give it to him wrong. They're going to let you know so what it really is. And that's why some undercover individuals, this is proven, is do what they call they turn. They get lost in their own assignment, okay, and they have to pull them out. They're lost in their own assignment, and they send another operative in to pull them out because they become a part of what they were adaptive to. Do you mm-hmm. know how many CIA well, agents and how many undercover officers have been lost to that? So you got to look at the reality, you know? man. When you sit in something for so long, you start becoming a part of it. Listen, I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm blacker than black. I'm very black. Like, I am black. <laughs> I, my mama black. My <laughs> That's the only way I knew how to make y'all uh, listen. <laughs> I'm black. My mama black. My sister's black. Like, I'm, I'm really black. And I know by being a black female that is holistically black, like I am. That's just what I'm made out of. No matter what color hair I draw down my back, no matter how much makeup I put on my face, no matter what color contacts I put in my eye, I am a black female. And I think that there is got to be a certain level of insult that comes with that when you think that you just have a choice. Oh, I roll with y'all. I roll with y'all because I listened to them yes, and they didn't tell. I didn't That's say nothing saying. like that. Gotta be. And listen, when we come back from this break, I'm going to play a little uh, commercial and then we're going to come back because a lot of what you're saying, Essex and, and William and Lily, I totally get it. And, and there is nothing but positive on the end of, at the end of the day with this particular issue. But with Umar Johnson, it's not the same. It ain't nobody claiming to be nothing but that. So let's talk. Let's, let's you look bad, you feel bad, and your bedroom gymnastics just are plain done. You ain't on fleek. The best way to tap into your inner sexy is to find it with Nia Jackson. Yes, Nia is the owner and operator of PYC Studios. And let's, let's say you want to learn how to twerk. What about pole dancing? What about booty pop? What about just learning a sexy dance for his next birthday? Yes, she is here in Hoover. She will help you learn your pace, carve out that tone, sexy body that you have while all at the same time teaching you how to be a beast in the bedroom. Contact Nia at PYTstudios.com or call her at 205-444-0066. Tell her the Empress sent you. Baby, we've been talking about being black. I'm black, you black, everybody black. You choose to be black. Uh, I think we're at a point where I think she's chose. She said it. She said I chose. You know that this is how I identify myself. Well, Umar Johnson is about the greatest, and to me, I'm a little bit partial, so I'm gonna try not to be like real, real partial. But it's just well known. I like Umar Johnson. Dr. Umar Johnson is an educator, a counselor, a psychologist, African American centered, progressive black man who has been caught in the middle of a scandal. Now, the move of this man has been positive. The expectations for an institution for higher learning for African-American and minority persons has been his dream. It has been ever since I have known about it. And I wouldn't particularly say that I'm a quote-unquote follower because I don't know the whole background of who he is, what uh, 
how he started his grassroots and those sorts of things. His personal uh, self, I don't know a lot about that. The move of the man, I know that. And I know that he has part of his people in the forefront. But in the last, I would say, week, uh, maybe at the most, I have seen nothing but people just jumping off ship where they were totally on board with this man who has great plans in impeccable uh, pedigree when it comes to his profession and what he does and what he stands for for uh, as far as our community, wanting to be a key player but never elevating himself as being anything but a man that has the opportunity and has the will to move on. I think we were just talking about uh, Rachel being able to uh, elevate to a, a place where some black people don't even attempt here we have a man who has actually done that, who has attempted to do that. And what happens? He is now being crucified for having had three engagements of sexual nature with a female who is a stripper. Now, he had started out his campaign to acquire donations for this uh, school. It's going to be a school for the advancement and the education, particularly with focus on black history and black empowerment for young boys. Now, whether or not that school was supposed to elevate into a uh, uh, national level, but I know in, in a local area he was trying to get that done, and, of course, you need funds to have that done. He had lots of people on board with him until this, and I'm not going to call her a thought for real, because I think that everybody has a choice of how they want to live their lives. She is a stripper. He did, He has admitted to not knowing that she was a stripper. He has also admitted to having three occasional uh, sexual adventures with her. He has also admitted to exchanging texts, which she exposed. Now, what she did, instead of uh, determining that, you know, he was not a man of integrity, she decided to go ahead and sleep with him and extort him and get him on a comfortable plane, which I think would happen with any any man. But because he is Umar Johnson, it has turned into a scandal, and he lost what is being called a $1 million uh, bid. Uh, there was going to be a million dollars given to him for his cause and for the move of his school. Uh, and Sir William had posted the uh, information concerning that, and I think that's where we need to start. So, William, do you have any other details of what the whole scandal is actually about? Uh, yes. Can I speak just another, a little bit more on Dr. Umar? Yes, I just want to go straight through. Okay. No, no, no. Yes. That's absolutely what I would prefer. Yes. Okay. Okay. Dr. Umar uh, Abdullah is a certified school psychologist who practices privately throughout Pennsylvania, lectures throughout the country. Umar is a blood relative of Frederick Douglass, uh, the great abolitionist uh, and orator. Basically, uh, what this whole thing or theme is about if he's trying to build a school, a privately owned school uh, for young black youth between the ages of 3 and 21, um, some people, like you said, might call him a racist pro-black. But nevertheless, it is what it is. He's trying to bring black people to a higher level of elevation awareness. Okay. Basically, what I do know is basically what you uh, said about the three engagements that he met with this young lady. 
But I want to read some words to you that he said about her. Okay. Uh-huh. It says, by now many of you may have heard about the female who is who is on a comp- on a comp- campaign, excuse me, to not only assassinate my character but to destroy my life's work, which is to help our people by specifically helping our children. I met this woman at the Garvey Day celebration in Fort Lauderdale. He gave three dates. Uh, was uh-huh. never uh, in her presence until three more dates. Okay. He goes on to say, I didn't know that she was from Philadelphia, but a few months ago she contacted me and said she had moved back. Whether she returned to Philly to entrap me or for some other reason, I cannot say for sure. These were the only dates that I, along with this maggot, that's the term he used, in my life. Uh We met at the same center, City Philly Hotel, 100 North Columbus Boulevard, and each of the three encounters was after midnight. We never went on a date, and we never dated as she claimed. We saw each other on three separate midnights, nothing more or nothing less. Uh, Some of those texts are real, while others have been fabricated. He goes on to say, Uh I didn't know she was a dancer up front. That's something she confessed Uh later during this two-week escapade. He goes on to say she talked about her struggles of being a single mom with an incarcerated son, only recently obtaining her GED, and about her other two sons. Then it says, Uh the only reason I'm divulging this information is because a supporter of mine who supports my FDMG, which is, uh, I think it's Frederick Douglass, Douglass Marcus Garvey campaign to build a school, Uh who has been working Uh tirelessly to bring my work to the attention of their NBA superstar cousin and have finally made inroads. This superstar's charity was scheduled to meet and discuss my FDMG campaign this week. The donation amount, excuse me, as I was informed directly from a board member, was to be a million dollars. The one million dollars would have allowed us to either acquire the Christian college in the South or with the fundraiser donation already in hand and put uh, it put us extremely close to matching the $2 million amount price tag uh-huh. on St. Paul. However, it all crumbled on Wednesday while I was in D.C. as I was preparing to begin my workshop with the juvenile and their parents, with the juveniles and their parents. The email I was waiting for from the NBA Superstar Charity Board member came through and said, I was planning on giving him the okay to support you in the amount of $1 million. However, I went online to do some research on you and saw that you were in the center of a scandal involving an eight stripper. He cannot be associated with that type of drama, and regrettably, uh, we cannot go forward with the donation. He goes on to say at the ending, my heart dropped Uh and my stomach curled. I don't know how I managed to get out of the chair uh, to offer my workshop. I didn't even think Uh I felt any more pain in my stomach before like this. We had the money in our hands, but our careless associated association with a tramp disgusted, uh, disguised as a queen may have cost me my dream. 
but she's still not done. Multiple videos, multiple false tweets, and Instagrams have not left no choice but for me to take care of this situation myself, and it's all my fault. Now, listen, now, I read that, too. Now, for the love ethic, because this is the, in my in my crazy mind, because my mind sees things almost like this is the polar opposite, because we have a black male who's not trying to be a white male. We have a, uh, a purpose that's very, very clear in the black community in particular. And now we have a no hidden agenda. He's told you up front, like, uh, if, if you followed him and, and know him and know of him, you know that this is what he was trying to do. But for some reason now, because he is fallible, because, because he does have error, uh, the cause has now gone to hell and now is being damned by some of the same people who are applauding a woman uh, and giving her kudos for being, you know, you know, wanting to be us because, you know, I'm flattered that she want to be us. Yeah, but this man is not perpetrated at all. I don't think he's ever – now, I read something about him saying that he was on the celibate move, but I've never heard any of his speeches say that or suggest that. He says that when you have accountable uh, adult and uh, consenting persons, you know the realm of, of risk that you take, and he actually preaches on that, you know, in several of his uh, several of his uh, YouTubes and lots of his stays have to do with being um, aware of the consequences. He himself has never even excused himself as being uh, without fault, but for some reason, it's an automatic get the hell out of our community, we don't trust you no more, you know, we're not supporting you. And on the on the on the opposite end we have someone who is telling you, you know, I identify with you and look at what I've done, so excuse my deception. How can love fix that? Like what what how is that uh an acceptable way of functioning whereas the opposite is not? Okay, I'm going to tell you something right quick. My Internet is messing up. Really, can you do me a favor or can somebody do me a favor and pull up the Webster Dictionary of Scandal? Okay. I think okay. I can. And, and I'll go ahead and talk while, while, while you're getting that. What we got to okay. do is we got to read in between the lines of what this man has said in that, in that interview or what he wrote. When a young, when a woman, well, well let me, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna use myself as an example. I am 32 on this journey, and I am extremely known and very popular in the social media world right now. I am followed by mm-hmm. eight different countries, but I have not literally really made a dime off of the SHJ project, but the integrity of the project, the integrity of my future, and what my capability mm-hmm. and my mental capacity is that I know that if I sit down with a young woman who is mm-hmm. telling me that one of my sons are incarcerated, I'm having these issues, I got this, I got this, I got that going on, why would mm-hmm. I sleep with this woman? Not to judge this woman, but if I do not know you, I have not grown to you, I am not in love with you, and I don't plan on building with you, what attracted me to this woman other than you're just a jump off? 
So I do believe that this gentleman is lying about not knowing her profession because it was seen as though as popular and as well known and respected in the community, the level of women who was attracted to him, he could have had almost anybody he really wanted and not been in this predicament. But I do believe that because she is a dancer and he knew that she was a dancer, my opinion is is that he probably paid her or that he owed her and this is what happens. A lot of these men meet these women, and, and I'm going to tell you this much. I live in Las Vegas, so I know a lot. A lot of these high society men come to Vegas, and they build a relationship with these dancers. And these dancers get comfortable and give them what they want, sleep with them the whole nine, and not even tripping about the money because they built a quote-unquote relationship. Some of these men honor the relationship and do what they say they're supposed to do. And then you got some who come with excuses and, oh, I'll pay you next time because they know that they can do that to that individual. Although these men are wealthy, they're not famous. So these individuals don't have anything to gain. But see, this man, I'm not sure, my opinion, uh-huh. this is just a, a theory, uh-huh. probably did something uh-huh. to this young lady that he won't speak of, that she won't speak of. And so she says, you know what? You want to play like that? I know who you are. I know what you're about. I'm going to play, too. You should have gave me what you owed me up front, and we wouldn't be having this issue. This is what happens okay, when I'm you belittle your standards. I've, I've okay, go ahead. I'm listening. definition for scandal. Scandal says is defined by Merriman Webster as an occurrence in which people are shocked and upset because of behavior that is morally or legally wrong. It's also defined as talk about the shocking or immoral things that people have done or are believed to have done or just something that is shocking, upsetting, and unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable. Okay. Now, so, I – so this, so, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, what were you, you said that, you know, that there's a place of believing that there had to be some type of business deal that may have gone awry just because of him having the ability to, like, kind of get women because that's what celebrity types do and that he absolutely should have known. And I think he already know He should have known what she did if you're going to lay down with her. But why is it not being said that a woman who will show her ass, I mean, literally, and I'm, I'm, and I'm not even against strippers. I'm not against strippers. I'm, I'm saying that a man that is a man, if you shake your tits and ass in front of him, Okay, and if you tell him he can get it, I mean, we have men on this show all the time, even women on this show all the time saying that a man going to be a man, going to be a man, going to be a man, and you out your mind, if you think he's not going to do it, it doesn't matter if he has a, if he's a pilot or a preacher, that if you entice him no, that's, that's, that's to be a man. That's, that's not true. That's not true. Okay, okay. There are a lot of men, there's, okay. there's, there's a lot of men with a lot of integrity that no matter what you put in front of them, it doesn't matter. I'm one of them. There has been several women, because of what I do and what I stand for, from all across the world that have thrown themselves at me, and I can give a damn about because I'm focused on what I believe in and the bigger picture of nature. Yes, I can sleep with Uh you and have absolutely no value to it, get a good hour, two hours of some frustration off, et cetera, but then I have to reap the benefits or I have to reap the consequences of this situation coming down once I do reach a certain level. I have integrity. 
Uh-huh. I have friends that I speak with on the phone. I have friends that I associate with over the phone and even in public. But for me to step out there and step out of what I stand for and what I believe in is something that I will not do no matter how beautiful you are because I truly believe in love. I have nothing against the fact that she's a dancer. I just personally believe from how it's happening that she does have personal gain and that it is crazy. Now, let's let's talk about that. People are saying, oh, well, he slept with a stripper. At the end of the day, it's not about what he did. It's about who he is. My personal belief is he put himself in a situation to where people did not want to see him succeed because of how powerful he was going to be. And he gave them a reason to make sure that he would not succeed. What we have to understand is, and, now here, and this is something that you mentioned earlier, we do reference things in certain areas. There is a certain context. There is, like you said, white talk, black talk, whatever. Although that's not theoretically true, that's how people reference things. There are a lot of individuals in this world that does not want to see that school being built. They don't want to see this black man be successful. They do not want to see something of that nature take occurrence in this day and time right now because it gives hope to those who don't have hope. And what you got to understand is that the evil power is so strong. It is so, so strong. And so when we get weak, when she got weak, he gave it enough power to consume all that he worked for. It's not about the fact that she's a stripper because there's a lot of white corporate men, a lot of black corporate men that come to Vegas and sit in the damn strip club and throw money and take them back to their hotel and pay for ads here in Vegas all year long, and we never hear about it. It's the fact that he is a successful well-known, very powerful, and capable of, bec- of becoming an even more powerful. Look at history. And, and, and people tell me this all the time. A close friend told me this. Essex, the way that you speak, okay, the way that you do things, and the way that some of these other gentlemen speak, you guys are the future of our, of our day and time. You guys are the upcoming um, versions, not saying that you are as great as them yet, but you can be Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and other motivational speakers and other individuals who stood up for our people. We need individuals like you. But what happened to these individuals? They were assassinated for their power. They were killed. They were destroyed because of what they could do with the people because they could move the masses. That's why so many people was afraid for Obama to really take presidency because he empowered us as a culture because of the color of his skin, not because of his choices, but because of the color of his skin. And so when you have a black man that's capable of influencing the yeah, power well, of the masses like that. Skin. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but, but, but hear me now. No, I hear you. But the point is, is that this man was capable because of the color of his skin. We know that it's out there. I never said that it's not out there. Let's be real about that. What I'm saying is, is mm-hmm. that very few people, okay, although he may have had a lot of support, there are those who are powerful enough to say we need something on him, okay, because we don't want him to get this money. We don't want this school built. I'm thinking this, you know what, he did this or he did that, and he gave them the power. It's, it's really that simple. And that NBA player, let's take a look at that email. The NBA player, which she would not specify who he is, okay, or who she is or whatever the situation may be. Do you know that Jay-Z said his best? The gift of an anonymous gift is the best gift to give. If his people and his player truthfully wanted to see this happen and truthfully was going to allow this to happen, you could have anonymously gave that money without any occurrence or any reference or any being linked to him because of what you believe in. 
Here is another excuse. Here is another black individual. Here is another millionaire who pretended to have well, his hands out and wanted to help him and then found a reason why not to help him as well. Uh, anybody else want to weigh in on this? Because um, we're at 30 minutes before the end of the show, and, of course, I got a lot to say about this one. Um, yeah. Well, see, only thing uh, I'm going to say, uh, Essex, I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to kind of expound very shortly on that. It's it's the basic bucket of crab syndrome, in my opinion. You will see one crab crawling out of that bucket. Somebody's going to be in there to catch your foot and pull you right back in. Um, yes, I agree with that. Absolutely. There's no other way to put it. Absolutely. It's, but it was, he gave him the power. He, he let his foot dangle low enough for that crab to grab him and pull him back in. When he could have been stronger, but he wasn't. He's a man. He makes mistakes. We're human. We all make mistakes. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. And, and he, exposed, he exposed himself, and he exposed himself with this young lady. But here we go again. No matter how intelligent this man is, no matter how much this man has done, you have to, and this is where the love part comes in now. Why give your energy to someone? Who cannot do anything for you but take. That's why I believe that it was the business exchange. Because I never said that I had to be married to do anything with anyone. But best believe that any woman I give my energy to on that level will be a woman who can excel me to new levels as well as I can excel her and push her. I don't want to give my energy to someone who is only going to take from me and don't know how to push me. When someone that you meet only knows how to tell you about all of their problems. What does that tell you? I need something. What are you going to give me? Because I'm going through all of these issues in life. I'm broke. My son's in jail. And I'm pretty as hell. And I'm going to give you some ass for four or $5,000. What do you want to do? And I personally believe that he took that. Okay? Nicole, I, I really do. Nicole or Myra, either one of you guys want to weigh in before... Uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I to me, I think um with the vision and the purpose that this man had uh with the school, uh other races uh at this day and time with us having a black president uh two terms, we as uh a group of people, I don't like to just just say blacks or African Americans, the fear is much, much powerful um, with other races because at this day and time, it's, it's, there are chances that we will have another Obama, lots of Obama being educated. Mm-hmm. And I'm put into this position, um, and I can understand where this man is going because I am uh, a black woman that's in business um, in the middle of just, I, I say the KKK. And I have doctors, lawyers, the mayors, the judges coming into my shop buying sixty and seventy dollars worth of candy. Okay. That and, and, and you always pull out all of your money and you just you pay them with hundred dollar bills each time you come in. I see I see that. I know that trick. Mm-hmm. That's a trick of the enemy. But I'm so much higher and bigger than that. 
that they don't even know it. They think I'm supposed to just fall weak to it because I am a single woman. I'm supposed to just, I, I, I'm assuming that the temptation is supposed to be for me to offer myself to them. That's what I perceive it to be. But I say in my professional realm, I don't get outside of my, my, my professionalism with them. I just, I stay professional with them, serve them, give them what they need. And after though they go, you have a nice day. I'm, I'm not trying to get into, you know, where, what, what are you doing this afternoon or, or what do you do on the weekend? That I, I'm not falling for the tricks of the enemy, and the tricks of the enemy is is very powerful. Like he said, someone said earlier about did they say it's, it's something about the the enemies or, or, or I would just say Satan people are fighting that much harder against people that are trying to do right and live right. Not all men are dogs. Not all men exactly. would just. A woman can well, stand and I, and I and I can can say that because I have friends that are men that are not classified as being dogs, you know. Because I, I I feel I'm a nice looking woman and I'm attractive, and they've never tried to go to bed with me. They, it's, we just keep that friendship, and, and and it never goes from you know trying to make me cross over to go to. They tell me I'm beautiful. They tell me that I'm fine, but it it, it doesn't go any further than that. So not all men are dogs. Not all women are whole. Absolutely. We, we basically we are all theorizing. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I no, just I was wanted... just, I, okay, go ahead, Nikki. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll let you speak. No, I was go just ahead. basically saying we, we're all basically theorizing about what might have happened. But we can say this, that we are talking about a man who is extremely intelligent, you have to wake up early in the morning probably to fool him. His knowledge is probably so vast that you That's just, not true. That you can't fathom. That's yes, not it true. is true. Listen, Man, come on, there are intelligent, listen, listen. There are intelligent people with PhDs with no common sense, okay? There are intelligent but, people but with you, masters that's been in the game for 10 to 20 years, and you can fool their ass because they have no common sense. So, okay. are you so let me tell you that all the education, no there's a difference. Sense. No, listen. What I'm telling you is, is there's a difference between there's a difference between education and intelligence and common sense. Those are three different things. When you educate somebody, you empower them and you educate them on specific areas, generalized studies for them to be educated and intelligent in that area. But it takes a whole nother person to be able to balance that education, that intelligence, and common sense and let them trilingual together to become just an overall beneficial individual. What I'm telling you is, is that this man might be highly, highly educated and highly intelligent, and he may have some common sense, but he may not have known wow. when to use his common sense. He may not have known if his common or allowed his common sense to kick in. That's what I'm telling I you. Really I don't know where nobody is stated, no matter how smart you I don't listen, no matter how smart you are, no matter how many PhDs, because I got people that come on my page every day. Listen, I got senators, female judges and senators out of Chicago, out of New York, out of Maryland, okay, who are on my page that are in my inbox that are depressed, that are lonely, that are upset because of what? These women have masters and multiple degrees, highly intelligent, but you know what? They did not have something else to deter what this man was doing to them. 
So can I underestimate them as an individual? Hell no. But I can tell you that they so, did not have what a normal woman may have had or a street woman may have had to see that this man was playing games. So there is a difference, brother. I don't disagree with you, but there is a difference. So don't think because of how intelligent he is that you cannot fool him. There, that you can't yeah, fool him. I never said you couldn't be fooled. I said you have to get up early in the morning to fool him. You're talking about a man that deal with people, man, that society has just basically, you know what I'm saying, uh, says you are no good. He's dealing with individual mindsets uh, that people have written off. We're talking about black youth, man, that has come up in the ghetto matter. in the slums. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. It has never. It doesn't matter. Oh, you, that doesn't matter. Let's, let's, it does matter. Let, let, let's, it, let's get the call in here right quick before we end the show. We okay. got like 25 minutes, and I'd like to, because y'all got my blood pressure. I'm about to have to take a blood pressure pill. Get down. Nicole, are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Are, are we talking about money enticing a woman? I'm, I'm kind of confused. Uh, is that the subject? And so right. what? We're talking about trickery, so go ahead and expound. Well, I I feel like the circumstance, um, a big role. You know, if you have a, a educated woman that works for her own, it's going to be harder for her to fall into them traps. You know, I've, I've always worked hard, I've worked at a young age, and, and I've always believed no matter what kind of money a man has to offer, I still want to have my own. I can have a man, you know, I'm married, I can have a man that pays every bill in the house, and I'm still going to want to have my own money, you know, because I don't want to be controlled. But I think that if you're dealing with a, a woman that is not in that caliber, that is not successful or, you know, from maybe different circumstances, may not have their own money, may have a you know a bunch of kids and living on welfare, and you know a man comes along and he has the things that she desires but does not have for herself. It makes the situation different. Now, if I was a woman, you know, living at home and I had a bunch of kids and I didn't have the the resources, I might tolerate a man that I might not really care that much about because of what he could offer. And that's just me being real. But if I'm out here making my own, I'm not going to tolerate it because I, I can provide for myself. So I really believe that the circumstances changes the picture. You know, a lot of young women out here are enticed by men that have flashy cars, that have money, that can put food on the table, that can, you know, provide for the kids or whatever. And they may not have nothing in common, but they deal with that person just simply because of what they can provide. But what about the woman to, who has everything and she doesn't need like the, anything? I feel like the woman that has everything is not going to deal with the foolery unless she's insecure because you can have you can have everything materialistically and not be in, you know not be secure of who you are. Then you deal with exactly. you know foolery. You know, so exactly. I, I really so, think so it, that's the it, bigger picture. Yeah, it is. Okay, so that's 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 the bigger picture is that this man, no matter how intelligent that he may be, he has showed characteristics of his true nature behind the scene. Because what we you can't say that everybody makes mistakes. You can't you can't say that everybody makes mistakes. I hear you. Listen, listen, listen. I hear you that everybody makes mistakes. But what I'm telling you is is that there are certain things that we do. Because this is what happens when we get in front of the public, even I myself, because I've had to correct a couple people, and I'm small time. I consider myself small time. 
But there's a couple people who put the SSJ project on the pedestal, like I'm just this perfect guy that's going to do everything perfect and not make any mistakes, and I just want to do everything like God says it's supposed to do. And I have to remind people I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I may say something that you won't, that you don't like, but that don't mean that I'm hypocritical to what I stand for. But what I am telling you is, is that, listen, we talk about how intelligent this man is and how you have to get up extremely early to trick this man, but yet this man still went after a woman regardless of, but this man admitted that this woman expressed to him all of his problems, incarceration, the whole nine, but then we speak about how intelligent and what this man has. What does that tell you about this man? This man told you to read it between the lines in this interview, that he is showing certain characteristics of who he may be behind the scenes. There are certain men that like those ratchet girls. They like them strippers. They like them freaky women. They like the wild ones. I want the party girl. I don't want a Harvard grad. I want somebody who's going to let me get freaky tonight and do this and do that. And he may be one of the men. He might be an educated, powerful, successful man, but he might like a freak. That's the reality. Okay. He expressed that in that interview. So if that shows you parts of him, then guess what? That's his weakness. That's who he really is. So don't tell me that no matter how intelligent he is, this man can't be tricked. If that's some of his characteristics on the inside, that's the reality to it. Well, well, let me tell you something. We are down to the last 20 minutes of the show, and I'm about to bust at the seams, so I'm going to play this little quick snippet for show information and come back and go Empire. That's how we do it. Even though the Empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the Empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. I'm thinking I'm going to have to do it another way with the way that I put my little show together because I almost feel like sometimes I undo what has already been done when all I'm doing at the end of the show is just giving you my opinion when I've tried to hold it and like I'm busting at the scenes like I'm about to bubble gut all the way over here because I'm just I'm 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 not confused. I'm gonna just say it this way. I'm not confused and everybody's uh opinions I absolutely embrace. I do hear everybody's opinion, but I just wanna make sure that uh you hear me at this point. I think we talked about we talked about Rachel Dolezal coming very clearly from being outed by her parents in essence saying that I identify with your cause and this is what I'm doing to help you. Um, Very on purpose, showing me and the world that I'm going to shroud myself in whatever benefit it is for the cause and still uh, do good. I think that uh, it's not something that necessarily should be celebrated, no more so than we celebrate Bruce Jenner saying that he felt like he was a girl all this time, lied all this time, and now has decided to come out at this time in his life to be his truth. It is what it is for them, and that is the truth. No more so than can I be mad at Umar Johnson for being human and a man regardless of his education, regardless of his platform, regardless of his move, and his evidence of having the passion and concern of black African Americans um, from ages 3 to 21 to just offer them the truth of who and where they came from. Like, I cannot damn a man and say that this is who he truly is and this is a sneak peek into who he is in totality when this was three nights in the – 
everything that he's done for the African-American community, no more so than you can give kudos to a white woman who has posed as being African-American for the last 15 years of her life. I would also say that in its truth, like, because I love truth. I mean, you just don't have to do nothing but just tell it, and it feeds itself, whereas a lie, you're going to have to keep explaining it, and you're going to have to keep lying to even breathe life into it. This woman has decided to totally, at, at points, tell people that her parents are even deceased, that she's lived in Africa as if that's going to make her more African-American, and to bear the child of a black man and adopt another black child, in essence, to, quote, unquote, feel the experience. That made her no more black than it makes me to go and get me a white lab coat and put Dr. Cooper on it and make me a doctor. It don't work like that. The truth is just the truth is the truth. Umar said the truth. I done slept with this woman, and I'm pissed off, and I feel like this hoe going out me, and before she does, I'm going to tell you how this really went down. He's never been a politically correct type of speaker. He called her a maggot because he called people maggots all the time. I mean, before this even came out, this is the way this man spoke. I think he was very, very transparent. So it's like you're damned if you're transparent, have a purpose, have a plan, and it don't sit well with the majority then we throw you away. But if you don't have an evident plan, we can live off the assumption and color it with, oh, at the end of the day, she did pretty good, so let's draft her into our team. That, to me, is the most hypocritical way of dealing with people in their truths. I say this. When you're human, we all going to believe. You know, when we get down to the basics, if we take away color, if we try to see gray for real, the essence of what people are is in what they actually do. Essex had a hit say about how he felt. Uh, William did, too, and my other guests have uh, chimed in, and I really do appreciate everything that everybody said. But at the end of the day, we have a, a, a white woman who said that she identifies with being black because she's embraced that cause. But in, at the end of the day, she's still a white woman who is not black and who has uh, attempted to feed into the needs of black people. Even when black people ain't doing it, that is what we have. At the end of the day, we have a black man who has had sex with a female, whether he knew she was a stripper or not, whether they had an agreement to pay money or not, he has had fallibility. He has admitted it and owned it, and we need to have the same amount of acceptance, the same amount of, of courtesy, the same amount of trying to find the goodness at the end of the day and that it shouldn't matter when he's trying to do a good thing for black people. I say this, black people are some of the most hypocritical, and I'm in that group. Like, I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I'm not trying to get on the outside. Yes, my hair is yakky, uh, is 1B, and it's 40. It's not growing out my scalp, but that doesn't make me Caucasian. It makes me have a nice little hairstyle that I like to throw around a lot. That, that's what it does. That's, in essence, that's all it does. But when we start to grade people on some stuff we can see and, and some stuff we associate with being non-black, non-down for the cause, non-perfect, uh, not black enough, if I could just have a dollar, no, if I could just have 50 cents for every time an African-American person has told me that I wasn't black enough 
by something I can't change, which is the way that I speak, the color of my skin, the heritage that I have. I have a mother who supposedly has a, a, a white father. We don't, I don't know that. I don't even know that, and that doesn't make any difference of who the person is that raised and reared me. Rachel's even, uh, in her interview today, she had her sons with her, beautiful black boys, who said, baby, my mama is racially human and she is culturally black, but that's my mama. And and I say you black if you get mad when somebody talks about your mama, but I I think that it's, it's, it's comical almost when we can uphold the idea that someone who is in full, I'm not going to say blackface, but we can uphold the idea of someone tricking us. At the end of the day, it was not the truth. And at the end of the day, if Omar said that he was on a celibate sabbatical and that he is living his life without having sex, and we know this girl's going to let some tapes go, that is not the truth. But in essence, that is not the whole of the person. Because Lord knows if they start pulling off the sheets on everybody, you know, and this is not a this is not a religious thing. This is just a spiritual thing. All of us have things in our lives where we see where we have an opportunity to have an advantage or we have an opportunity to feed the human part of ourselves. In Rachel's case, she saw the opportunity to be what she said she felt. And in everything that she's done publicly with regard to her uh, move of people, her representation in the NAACP, she's done only positive. So I can't see how you're going to be mad at her. But if you take away the accolades and you say, this girl didn't try to fool us into thinking she is, quote, unquote, one of us, it was unnecessary is what we need to say. That was unnecessary. We need to make sure people know that they don't have to do anything extra to themselves externally when in essence and when internally comes out and what you do is positive. The same is also true for Umar. Umar did not have to say or present himself if he did because I couldn't find it. I couldn't find where he said, I'm not going to beat down no women. I've actually seen videos saying that I love sex, but there comes with risk. And see, when we don't quantify and we just totally cut him off as being a capable person um, because of his rank and his order in the world, baby, President Clinton was on, on the television telling us that he wasn't smoking blunt, that he wasn't getting uh, fellatio uh, under the table, and the girl done brought the dress out. So you can't tell me that you can't be in the public eye. You cannot be a well-known person. You cannot be an educated, intellectual, all-knowing, and under the ball of screw. I mean, if you can't see that some of the most powerful people actually have this in their history, it was interesting that somebody even brought up uh, Martin Luther the Martin Luther the King. Martin Luther King. We all know the truth. History is that the FBI use his affairs as a way to silence him, use his ability to be just a human person away from his wife, falling into a human capacity because that's what he is. He's not a God. See, we, this is what we got to stop doing. We got to stop elevating people to being infallible when that's what you made out of. When you made out of some, some eyes and some ears, 
a tongue and body with breasts and behind. And in this world that we live in, I'm not talking about in some fantasy world that we think this is the way it's going to be, la, la, la. No, where we are right now is people are fallible. And the moment that they make a mistake that we may be even practicing in ourselves, it just ain't been uncovered. They just ain't published our pictures. Our pictures ain't hit the cloud on what the hell we doing. But we want to damn somebody who is actually making a true opportunity for some positivity, for some community, some real community. Like Umar is very unapologetic in his stance, and um, some people would call him a racist because he is just that passionate about his people. When you celebrate what you made out of, people say you hate. I was told today that I'm mad because I'm not what I celebrate. Baby, all I got is me. And that I will celebrate because, like, you don't get no more. I don't know where you can go to the store and get some more of, 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 of who and what you're made out of. No amount of surgery, no amount of butt uh, plumping, no amount of sucking on glasses so your lips will plump up, no amount of tanning is going to make you be the essence of who you are. What you have to do is understand that we're so individual that it's almost a gift to just hone in with what you have because can't nobody else give it give it like you can. Like nobody else can be the Empress. Nobody else can be Essex. Nobody else can be Sir William. If you do that at its best, baby, you can't nobody duplicate that kind of stuff. And what I am is I'm just tired. I'm just tired of people acting as if we're supposed to overlook these inconsistencies. When you become inconsistent with your message, not that – because I don't ever say, and I say it all the time, I'm not a perfect person. You know, Mia asks me all the time, why you ain't got no man? You seem so perfect. Not that. Maybe I need to pretend like I'm perfect. You know, maybe I need to act as if I got it all together, but I'm not. I'm a flawed person. And walking inside of flawed for a lot of people is very unattractive. As long as Umar was not having this, you know, he was going and beating the back out of this stripper girl. We didn't know about any of his videos. We didn't know she was going to post none of the tweets and stuff, uh, the back-and-forth conversations that they were having. He would have still been upstanding, ha-la-la-la-la. This NBA supposed person would have gave a million dollars, and it would have looked good because after he was anonymous in the not knowing what was going on, had he not known that Umar was associated with this and it had been a positive thing, then you want to attach your money to it then? No, if you really are for the cause or if you really are down for it, all you got to do is show up and be yourself. That's all you got to do is show up and be yourself. Sometimes it pays, sometimes it does not. But what you don't want to do is start to, you know, change gears when the things ain't kind of, you know, ain't kind of going how I want to do, so I'm going to take this wig off. It kind of ain't going what I want to do, so I'm going to get some bleaching cream and some blue contacts. I'm not, I'm not damning nobody for doing that because I like the way I look when I had, you know, color contacts. I look different. I look exotic to myself. Damn, I am excited that people want to be like us, but what I'm tired of is us not embracing the truth of where people are even in their era. That To me, that is exactly true love. The, the most perfect example of love it was crucified a long time ago. Ain't coming back. Ain't going to be no more. So you need to understand that there is going to be uh, some fallacy in people. So this is the song I want to play because I'm tired, baby. You tired? There's a hole in my heart, my soul, he 
Oh, 